Welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, episode 33. It's hot and humid and the hot girl attire is out. Welcome to August, y'all. We are excited to celebrate Black Business Month. And before we do anything, we got to pay those bills. So go ahead, girl. Hello, everybody. I hope you're wearing sunscreen. Black people, you need it. Get your lives together. This episode is sponsored by Divine Timing. Divine Timing is an encouragement and edification company specializing in beautifully designed digital journals and planners to get and keep your life uplifted and in order. Go to fearforme.com to check out the online store. And for all WMB listeners, you can use the code WMB22 at checkout to save 22% on everything on the website. So go shopping and get your life. So... As y'all know, we start out every episode with a quote. Today's quote is, if you think you are too small to be effective, you have never been in a, in a dark room with a mosquito by Barry Reese. Betty Reese. My bad. Betty, Betty, Betty. <laughs> so ladies, what do y'all think about that quote? That's real cute. <laughs> it's, it's real cute. And I love the visual that it gives because we all know what a mosquito is. We all know what a dark room is. So it is very like, specific and like I said just adorable that is cute and funny and also irritating because I feel like I would be slapping myself all night looking for that dang mosquito (laughs) so that's what happened to me last night (laughs) I woke up at like three o'clock and like I'm like why is my chest itching what's going on and I'm like scratching my chest and I get up this morning I have like three huge bites and I'm like dang it this is what I get for sleeping with the window open (laughs) So, yeah. Girl, should we call you Betty now? Go ahead. Betty Reese. I'm Betty Reese. Is this what I have to prepare for? Come into Texas, prepare for these bugs? I've been hearing about them, okay? I want no part. And you gonna be in Houston too, boo? Ooh, you get them worse than I do. Absolutely. You said mosquito and I immediately started to itch. I'm scratching right now. Lord Jesus. So y'all, as y'all heard, we have a new voice today. So today we have the pleasure of speaking with Miss Tora Williams, Tori Williams of Soulful Media and Marketing, where she is going to give us the tea on marketing your business and giving us some info about how she got into adulthood and her transition into adulthood. I hope y'all have your notepads ready and I want Miss Tori to introduce yourself. Go ahead, girl. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Tori Williams, also known as Social Tea. Uh, my business is Soulful Media and Social Media Marketing. I help small business business owners um, create their vision 
vision and um, basically market it to the masses. Um, I specialize in branding and email marketing and also in social media marketing. Um, and yeah, I kind of started in 2019 and it's kind of evolved to what it is today. So I'm excited to share with y'all. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to get these gems. So, <laughs> so every single episode we start off with an either or. And so today's either or is living in, you get an option of living in an international country for two years that your sibling picks out for you or no, no vacation for five years. Which one do you choose? What kind of trade-off is that? Um, I actually would, of course, live in another international um, country um, that my sibling choose for me. Like, I mean, my siblings are pretty close. You know, we like each other a little, you know what I'm saying? So I would allow them to choose someplace for me to live. Even if it's like not the most desirable place, I still would go because that's um, a desire of mine to live and explore all the different places on um, Earth, period. And so, yeah, I would go. I would absolutely go. I'm taking the international country, um, no vacations for five years. I feel like that's an extended panorama that we just went out of last time and that was no bueno. So yes, give me the international country. Hopefully one of my siblings will, you know, give me grace and pick somewhere nice. I could just see them trying to do some survivor type stuff though, depending on the day. But yeah, I'm going to do international. I concur. I think my brother would be pretty good at picking the spots. We have traveled internationally a bit. So we kind of have our favorite little places. I don't think he'll pick me in some ice ridden country. God forbid. No vacations for five years like that's not a thing so yeah no well I think this is the first time we are all unanimous in our answer because mine is the same I'm like hopefully my siblings love me enough to put me somewhere really nice buy some water but if they don't at the end of the day I get an experience I get to learn I get to be immersed in a new culture so I'm like I'll do that for two years because if you don't give me a vacation for five years the world we the world really will be set on fire because I got to get out this bitch. Like, yeah, it's a wrap. It, it's a wrap. Yeah, does that even include like a staycation? Like you couldn't even have a staycation for five? Ooh, child. <laughs> I'm running away. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get antsy over three months. I ain't been nowhere. I ain't looked at nothing else. Now it's time to move around. So, Miss Tori, how would yeah. you just... Describe adulting. Ooh, adulting. I would say, you know, the cliche uh, thing everybody probably automatically think of is a trap. Um, but you know, I want to go a little deeper. Uh, it is a trap, but it's also a, a journey, right? That starts way before we become an adult, right? Like it starts when our parents start giving us like little responsibilities and start to like teach us like how to take care of yourself. I think it starts there, but we don't really realize it starts there. We just like, oh, mama just be a mama daddy's always telling me what to do but really they're trying to begin you know the process of you understanding for you being an adult so I would say it's a journey um um that starts at childhood but it definitely continues on you know it never like stops so you're going to continue to grow and learn in that phase so before I feel like you know we're infants we're children we're adolescents but we're like we're growing into adulthood and it's and with everything it's there's highs there's lows there's good, there's bad, you know? So I wouldn't say like, oh, adulting sucks. I just hate it. Like, well, what we want to be an old person or be a baby forever? No, I'll take an adult for 500, Alex. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Because like, especially when we're young, we always like, what well, can I do? I just home. 
oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And when we grown, we're like, oh, <laughs> why nobody tell us? Why nobody tell us? So this is like not, not, mm, it's not the vibe. Okay? It's the vibe. But um, but like I said, I kind of take it with the good and the bad. I start changing my mindset about it because I do want to be an adult. I do want to be a good person, a good woman, and fully develop who I was created to be. So so yeah, I would just say overall, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. So you are just a whole entire vibe and mood, and I love it. Like, I am so here for it. <laughs> Because when you said, they didn't warn us and I want to go back. Like, baby, they didn't tell us about these bills. They didn't tell us about car notes. They didn't tell us about, like, maintenance on this dang car. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, technically they did. Because, you know, if you got their refrigerator door open too long, you're going to be like, you ain't pay no bills around here. Yeah. So technically, yeah. we heard it. But it was usually because we was lo- using too many resources. You're right. True. True. <laughs> So what would be four words you would use to describe your beautiful, amazing journey into adulthood? Mm, um, I would say explorative. I would say, um, ooh, hold my I would say creative. I also would say restrictive um, from outside sources and things. And um, curious. What was that last one? Curious. Mm-hmm. I like that. So I want you to go a little bit more into each one of these. So tell me a little bit about explorative, creative, and especially this restrictive in this curious mm-hmm. journey. Yes. So um, explorative, I would say, you know, you're like preteen or, you know, really kind of growing as a young person or um, you know, you're not really like an adolescent. Like you're in that phase, you know, where you're like you're not a kid, but you're not like a teenager. So you're in that, that middle phase and you just kind of want to explore different things about um, the adult, about the older, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> about the people that are teaching you and leading you, right? But then that's when you start to question stuff. You're like, wait a minute, stuff ain't adding up. You said don't do this, but you're doing it. Wait, wait, but what do you mean? Um, so I just do what you say, not what you do. Oh, Oh, that's what that came from. Oh, I use it on my kids all the time, by the way. Okay, anyway. But yes, definitely use it on my kids. <laughs> but it was explorative. So I started to explore. I started to not be around under my mama all the time. I started to hang out with my friends. You know, we started to, you know, talk to boys and stuff. Like, I wasn't like promiscuous girl, I would say. Let's get old church girl. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I wasn't promiscuous, but I was very curious. I was very curious. I would just like dabble, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of see what's over there. Like, mm, okay, I want that. I want that. I want that. You know what I'm saying? So I would dabble and kind of look and see. So it's like, I was just explorative. And like, for me, I wasn't type of child or learning to be like, I got to like hit my head against something 5,000 times until I understand what I'm supposed to learn. Like, once I got burned, I'm like, okay, don't do that no more. Mm-mm, mm-mm, we don't like that. Those people, those friends, those things, we don't like that. We don't like that. Uh-uh. So that was how I learned. So I feel like that's how I kind of stay on a more like guided path where I didn't get into too much craziness. But I definitely like to explore. I was curious and I questioned a lot of adults. So that restrictive part came in, especially in religion and Christianity. They don't want you to question anything. You can't question nothing. Don't ask. Okay? Don't ask. Hey, the Lord. 
sick and hot, but that didn't sit right with my soul. Like that still wasn't an answer for me. So even though they tried to restrict me and things that I learned and things that I did, I still allowed like the connection that I had with God, I guess my own, my own personal, personal, personal connection to like lead me to different things that was outside of what some, what they told me to do basically. And so that's how I had like a more kind of an open and exploratory mind and seeing people differently and accepted people differently and not just accepted what people told me. So, yeah. So I am here for all that because when you said the church girl and then questioning adults, we were like, Hey, we are we are amongst our friends, our circle. Oh, yes, yes, we are so sisters. Hello, hello, so sisters. <laughs> yes, to the sexually liberated black woman. Hello, hello. Drink my juice. So it's sweet down there. Period. Come on now, ladies. Come on now, ladies. Okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. Love you. When you say you're questioning adults, I love that because I am the same one. I would question an adult in a heartbeat. I'm like, how do you know that's right? You uh-huh. this, but you're telling me to do this. I don't like, how did you feel or what was the response from those adults that you questioned? And it was, it, I will say it was hard for me getting, feeling like not necessarily shunned, but making me feel like I'm doing something that I, shouldn't be doing and that I was going to hell if I did this and all that but like I said that 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 close personal inkling and feeling with God told me to lean in more so when they would start giving me this oh, girl you doing that and all that little extra stuff I felt like a solace within my spirit that I'm doing I'm not doing nothing wrong okay like God didn't put us here to not question you know what I'm saying like he didn't give us a mind to not question the things that are going around us you know what I'm saying and so I just felt like I'm okay and then so as I started to come against like not coming to come in spaces with people that kind of like knew I had like a different energy a different spirit I could tell that they knew I wasn't the same like these same regular church folks like I could tell and I can tell you how I could tell one time it was like a few not a few years ago about five six seven years ago and I was real in the church to church you know what I'm saying um we had went to um it was like a church revival and there was a um guest preacher there you know he's preaching all this all you know the sermon's about but at the end, yes, so they say everybody come front. You know, you want to get prayed on, you want to get touched, and all that. So I'm like, okay, I will. Like, that will take my mouth. So you know, I'm in line, literally in line, or in line waiting, touched by this holy man, right? So um, I'm in line, just sitting there. And so they're like mostly women, I and mean, women, you know, they're closer to their spiritual sense. So um, the, every woman in front of me, they're like, he's like, some, some, something, touch him, they like, so some, touch him, they like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I'm just watching them. I'm just watching them, right? I'm just like, okay. Like, and for me, I'm like, I don't know. I've always had this solace with God where it's like, I don't have to drink the Jesus juice to know that God is real for me. You know what I'm saying? So as I got up there, you know, I'm just walking up there. He like, the preacher like stops. He's like, oh, you, 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 yeah, strong. Yeah, I can feel something on you. I'm just like, okay, you know, give me my stuff so I can fall out. All right. And so he literally did not do that. He literally just kind of said like a prayer, like you're a Covered, blah blah blah, and just kind of see on my way. And I was like, oh, 
cake. It's not falling out today. And so, like, <laughs> that look would be, like, that look with me. It's like, he felt my energy. He felt a strong, like, spiritual presence where he didn't feel like he had to put his hand on me and do all that. And he also knew if he would have did that, I wouldn't have fell out. No, ma'am. No, Pam. Come on, sir. Let's get real. All right. I'm not about to fall out on this floor. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's what I knew. So from then, I just know I had, like, a different spiritual connection with God that was outside of church, outside of religion. And I just kind of kept following that on my path. And so when, and even my dad, who was a, a like, pastor, he's a pastor, was a pastor, whatever, um, me and him get into all the time, all the time, because I speak what God has given me, and he's the only one to throw verses at me. And I understand your verses, but if that's all you have to compliment you all, the all that you know, then how can we have a conversation? Huh? That's all you know. Have you studied the Quran? Have you studied the Hebrew version of the Bible? Have you studied other, come on, y'all, I'm not even trying to even get on here and cut up like this, but I've been going through a spiritual revelation. Cut up, girl. And I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid no more to just talk my talk, you know what I'm saying? And speak because I'm learning. I'm actually, y'all, a little side note, I'm actually going through this book right here. I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with it. It's Queen of Fua, um, the, the spiritual Is sacred, sacred woman. woman? Yes. 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 Sacred woman, guide to healing the feminine mind, body, and spirit. This right here. Now That's this. Look, that's a powerful yes. book. Come on out, somebody. You got to be ready for that book. Like that. Yes, you, you really, have to. I got this book two years ago. Wasn't yes. It? yes. Wasn't ready. Uh-uh. Girl, my friend gave me that book when I was in um, my master's program. I read mm-hmm. the pages and was like, mm, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready. Shut it. Shut it. Let me go. Let me go put that in my cart then. You really do need to. This is a book that you can go back to and go back to because it's a guide. You you live it. You don't just read it. You live it. Oh, yeah. See, Tori, you keep bringing to my remembrance an episode we did on this podcast where we were talking about F the book. If it's not about, you know, walking in the purpose of the books and actually mm-hmm. walking the walk and talking the talk, listeners, y'all might want to revisit that episode around there. I'm gonna have to check that out because there is so much knowledge and wisdom in books, but you feel like if you read it, it's automatically applied to your life. No, no, you have to apply it to your life. You have to apply the principles to your life and then start seeing and manifesting in real time. Like you can't just read something and just think you got it. the same thing with the Bible. Like the Bible is meant to be lived. There are principles in there for to help you live a better life. But all you're doing is just saying it and not really living it. And what's the point of it? That's just my thoughts. But moving on. But I wanted to circle back to when you were mentioning how you had to leave your hometown to change your mindset and just kind of, I mean, that was, that's part of your journey as well, right? Being able to do that and really discover who you are as a human being and what you want and things like that. I had to do something very similar and it wasn't until I left home where even career-wise, I am now in a career that I had no intention whatsoever in getting into, which is very similar to what you're doing now. So I wanted to ask you, how did, through all all of that stuff that you were going through, how did you get into marketing and what you're doing now? Okay. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So I went to school for marketing. I went to college for marketing and um, I went to college for marketing and I really just like the creative process of having a message, having something that you want to sell to somebody, but you're not just saying like, buy this, like you're adding emotion to it. You're adding 
you know, these different factors to it to change people's like, you know, perspective to be like, yes, I do need this item. So something about that connected me to Mark. So I went to, um, um, well, I went to two different colleges. I went to Lindenwood, and then I went to Lincoln University, and I studied um, marketing. But the thing about it is, when I went to school for marketing, they were not talking about digital marketing. It was like traditional marketing. So you got the the um, the signs on the highways. You got radio. You know, newspaper, mail. It was like all old school, old school marketing. So I had to kind of learn digital marketing when I actually got my first marketing job. And that was for um, uh, that was for a website designer company that designed websites for um, real estate agents who, um, yeah, so they sold houses and stuff and we designed their websites, we did the social media. So that kind of like started me on this journey of like digital marketing. So how I began my business was like, I was, you know, doing the, the digital marketing at Google companies and stuff for a little bit. And then eventually in 2019, I'm like, I can do this. Like, I can do this myself. Like, I don't need this white man telling me what to do. I can do this. Okay. Like, I'm sitting here. And then from then it was like a game. So I would come to work. I would like sit at my desk. I'd be listening to audio books about motivation, inspiration, you know, like building my soul up, building my spirit up, like figuring out how to do a whole business plan and all that. And literally taking everything that I'm learning from these companies and applying to myself. I just started applying everything, their onboarding process, their customer service process, you know, how they set up things. Like I just started taking it all like, oh, I'm going to learn. Okay. We in the school right now. We in school. We back in school. So I just started learning every single thing they did. And so I started social media in 2019, but I didn't really add the marketing piece on it until a little later because that's when I started like, okay, I do this at work. I can just start doing this for small businesses and like doing their social media, doing their branding, helping them with the email marketing, like stuff that I was already learning at these companies. And I'm just going to apply it and help my people. You know what I'm saying? So that's how that, that particular business started. So I'm taking this opportunity to pick all of your brain cells because <laughs> I'm I'm the baby into the marketing world. That's what I do in my full-time job. And mm-hmm. we always have this, we always have these conversations on these different techniques. And a lot of these things I feel can be outdated in the particular industry that I'm in. And I'm like, that doesn't really work. But even some of the new school stuff might be a little too new just because our clientele is of older generations. So mm-hmm. What old school techniques as far as marketing goes that you have seen or have experienced working with that still work in 2022? Believe it or not, email marketing, it's not dead and would never die. It will never, ever, ever, ever die. But people be sleeping on it so heavy because they feel like, oh, it's just junk mail, it's just whatever. No, people be making millions of dollars in their email marketing. They just don't put enough attention to their list and to the in, in cultivating um, products and services to sell to people on their list. So definitely something that was like started way, way back in the day, but it's still very prevalent. That's email marketing. So because marketing is not my field. So I am literally Mm -hmm. like blank slate over here. (laughs) So when you say email marketing, is that the email where they keep um, like you link? Like, what am I trying to say? Like the email. Okay. I'm gonna use Savage savage by rihanna like her yeah, yeah. taglines are so creative of like "Ooh, rihanna's favorite click here or "Ooh, did you see this new 50 percent off bra click here so with that email marketing and i click how do they get paid on that so not that 
So it's when like you go to Savage Fenty and a pop-up comes up and it says, oh, join our email list for 10% off. And so you sign up so you can get that 10% off. And then they continue to send you stuff in your email. So that's when it says like, oh, new line just dropped. Check out these cute things. And so when you open it, that's a um, conversion rate on their side, but they're trying to get you to buy this. So they're sending out emails for you to know the deals, know what they got hot, to know what's going on. And it directly directs you to their website, to the checkout page or whatever. It's not like you scrolling around on social media or something like that. No, it's directly to your inbox, to their website. And with that being like um, not that many steps for conversion, that's why it's so effective. They're coming straight to you. They don't have to send an ad. It's nothing. It's just straight to your inbox. They know you're going to open it until you open up all your emails. And eventually, you'll buy something that you like. So I've been into, <laughs> I've been in sales for a really long time. I've been working in sales since I was like 17. And now pivoting to kind of a more behind the scenes type part of it, because marketing and sales really is, you know, PB&J. So it makes me wonder, like, like, I understand the psychology behind it, right? Mm-hmm. The, but the psychology behind a sale, being able to close a sale, make a sale, whatever. And now from a marketing perspective, the psychology of how certain marketing techniques affect people's behaviors and how mm-hmm. what compels them to click on something, what compels them to swipe up or what compels them to walk into the store, this, that, and and the third. And so now since we've been in the social media age for as long as we have been, probably a good decade now-ish, something like that, how much of a role does social media play in your business strategy? Mm, that's a wonderful, wonderful. Um, no, so so it, it plays a, it plays a big role. I'm not even gonna lie, it does play a big role because nine times out of the ten, what they're discovering with people that are actually like purchasers and consumers, not scrollers, not people who's gonna actually like who's gonna click on it but don't make any action. They're getting to the actual action makers. So in order for you to be in the places where the action makers are, your business needs to be set up there. So that's on Instagram, that's on Facebook, that's on TikTok. And of course, they're like scrolling ass, they're seeing ass all the time, but this is where the people that buy are at. This is where the people that actually are doing online shopping. So if you're just having a regular brick and mortar store and not really putting much to your online like social platforms, your business is probably going to be very slow because people ain't really going into stores like that no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's like your social media platform is your digital storefront. So that's where people can know about your business, about your services, what you offer, and they keep up with. So like when you go and look for a new business, you're going to do one of three things. You're going to go on Google, you're going to go on Instagram, I mean, maybe you go with whatever, but not time in 10, you kind of like look on those first two places. So if you're on, if I look you up on Google and I don't see your Google My Business page or I don't see like you have a website. I'm like, hmm, kind of business. Everything is questionable. You question everything about them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like their whole, whole business plan is questionable. So that's why it's so important to have those foundations because people are going to look. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like you posted nonstop, but they want to know you have a presence. So that's like a first line of trust. Yeah. I mean, it's important to, for anybody that has a business or any sort of product or service that you're offering to make it easy for people to give you money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like being accessible, being visible so that people can consume your content or so they can purchase XYZ or they can subscribe to such and such service, making it easy for people to find you so that you can get that type of business is imperative. And 
since we've been like doing a lot of things that are newer as far as embracing social media uh, marketing and embracing digital marketing and things of that nature, it's kind of, this is going to be a two-part question. So the first part is, have you had any experience just in your marketing career in general with working with older people or people of older generations with the new tech stuff? Mm, 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 mm. I just got to take a second right now. For my brain cells and for my patience that I've lost. Hey Amen. Yes. For working with these baby boomers, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every nerve is shot. Yep. To hell and back. Yeah. Okay. And including my father. Lord bless him. He wanted me to do a website for him. Ooh, child. Oh my God. That was the most stressful thing I've done in a very long time. Explaining to him how to upload a document to the Google Drive, okay? Can we just start with the basics? Working my nerves. What do you mean? I did upload it. Can't you see it? Can't you see it? No, dad, I can't see it. Well, I can see it because you're in your folder. Yeah, you're in your own folder. (laughs) (laughs) So to answer your question, Sunny D, yes, I am very, very well versed of working with the olders. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're giving me flashbacks. Every I swear, every time my mother calls me, I'm just like... (sighs) I know she got another flyer that she wants me to do for the church or whatever program that they're doing and why she can't upload it to such a converting to a PDF is a college course with these people. Mm. Like, okay. and it's not even that difficult. This is, we're just in Microsoft office. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. It's, it's so much. So my second part of that is how does that being able to do that, being able to communicate and in a lot of cases, teach this new tech and how to do these things for people that really aren't used to utilizing technology in this day and age. How does that work for your business and your marketing career as a whole? Because I know you work with small businesses. You have some of these small businesses where these people may be older and doing social media is like all kinds of new. What does that look like? Yes. So I actually first started kind of getting introduced to like working with older people, just people who just don't understand the interwebs and all that when I first started working in that digital um, marketing company, because we're making websites for real estate agents, but they're like old white men so um that taught me a lot of patience um and because of my job you know I had to like kind of force myself to be nice to talk slowly to repeat myself and not get irritated um but also and this is the most important not bite back when they snap on you I mean they literally snap on you like it's your fault they don't know what they're doing like I'm sorry sir I can't log in What's my password? I just sent it. What's not? Did you push the login button? Oh. Uh. <laughs> like literally, just what a scream. So that helped my patience a lot, a lot, a lot. It taught me actually how to teach better because it's like I have to teach and explain this in a way that they understand. I can't get frustrated. I can't just be like, oh, you don't get it. I'm going to see you to the next person. No, I literally have to be like, okay, that's okay. I'll walk you through. Where's your mouse? Do you see the arrow there? Yep, there's your mouse. Uh-huh. Go ahead and point that mouse right up to the button there. Go ahead and click it. There you go. Alrighty then. See that login there? Yep. Go ahead and put your username. Mm-hmm. 
what's your username? No problem, I'll get that for you. So this is what I had to learn to get, okay? So it was very frustrating, very frustrating, but it just taught me a lot of patience because I like I want to get mad, but they're older, like they don't understand. So they're gonna frustrate it. We both can't get frustrated, you know what I'm saying? So it just definitely taught me a lot of patience and not take it personally. Um, because they don't, it's not towards you, it's for their own frustration for the worlds and millennials and all this new hot check gadgets and stuff, you know? So like I just try to give them grace and that stuff and just try to explain to them, be like a better teacher to like walk them through. And now that I have kids, I'm quite handy. There you go. It's like talking to kids, really. It really is. Yeah. As as somebody whose parents are 30 years plus older than her, I feel triggered. You feel triggered? <laughs> Why are you triggered? Like I said, my parents are 30 years older than me. So these yeah. conversations, even though I'm not yeah. in the marketing sphere, just these conversations, I'm like, ooh, hey, hey, memories. Yeah. I know can use some pointers on being able to teach better in just dealing with my mother, number one. Okay, we're going to call mm-hmm. that out. I just need to be able to have more patience and teach better because mm-hmm. just like Nay, is a 30-year difference. <laughs> So we got some work to do. But even in career wise, being able to because a lot of my colleagues are 30 or plus older than me and having the patience being able to teach. I'm automatically tech support just by Mm -hmm. based Mm -hmm. on age alone. It's me. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I'm I, I need some help with the teaching for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's um. It's a it's a craft, really. You have to you have to cultivate because it's not easy, especially because it's like like I ain't even do nothing though. Like I'm trying to help you. So what's the what's one of the top misconceptions that people have about marketing? How to use it? How it works? If they need it? Um, I would say the top misconception would be that ramming. I like to use the acronym of ramming, which is random acts of marketing. So you think now you got a business, you got a product, you got a service. Let me go and start like posting on my on my Facebook and uh putting a little post here on Instagram and you know, just like random stuff. Random, all random. Nothing has like a strategy. There's no rhyme or reason for it all. You don't have uh, understanding of your audience, who are you actually selling to? That's another misconception because they think like, well, once I build it, they're going to come or I'm selling to everybody. No, 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 you're not. No, you're not. You're selling to a specific person that has specific needs that your product or service will answer for them. That's it. That's it. That's all. But people just think like, oh no, everybody can use this. Everybody can use my leads thing or whatever. It's like, no, there's a certain type of person that's specifically looking for that so with marketing it helps you cultivate that message so you're talking directly to that person like and you use you do that by using the pain points so you know some for example somebody that's trying to lose weight like are you tired of feeling unenergetic you know feeling like you don't have any clothes that fit hello um feeling like you know you're going through these these stress and these issues and you're overweight, but you don't you don't just put like a super healthy and fit person there. Yeah, you want to be like me? Sign up now. It's like, no, they want to see the struggle. They want to see the pain. They want to see the transformation of somebody like us from where they are to where they want to be. So that's the things that people don't put in place when they're trying to figure their marketing strategy. So what is, or what are some tips for new entrepreneurs when they are marketing? Some new, uh, or some tips for new entrepreneurs, I would definitely say get your foundation 
as far as like, what platforms are you going to market on? What are they? They don't need to be all of them. They need to be it, like, what are they? So in like, what is the actual like full marketing strategy that you have for this product or service that you're trying to launch? So is it a social media marketing strategy? Is it an email marketing strategy? Are you running ads? You know what I'm saying? Like all this is different things. You don't have to do them all, but you have to focus on something that you know that will get the attention of your audience. For example, you know your audience is on Instagram. They're always on Instagram. You should do a social media campaign on your social media platform. You know what I'm saying? So I would say tips is just like understand the foundation of where you want to be. So so I'm going to just put together a simple strategy, simple marketing strategy. If you have a product or a service. So you have your website, you have your payment plan set up on your website. Okay, cool. Now you're going to go to MailChimp and you're going to set up your email marketing. Okay, cool. So now you got email marketing. On your website, you have a pop-up. Give a 10% discount. But anybody that signs up on your website, they're, now they're on your email list. So now every two to three days, you're sending out um, offers or information or valuable content to your email list. You're nurturing them. They they know about you. They're, they're familiar with you. They trust you. This is outside of social media because you get a more intimate relationship with people outside of social media, right? So that's just like a simple, simple plan. Now, if you want to get more people signed up on your email list, you run ads, run ads. So you run ads on Facebook and Instagram, and now they are together. So you can do it on both. And so that'll get more people to sign up faster to your email list. So now they decided, they signed up. They said they want more of what you got. They want it, all right? So give it to them. Don't light up on that email list. Because you feel like, oh, I'm just sending out these emails. Nobody's hearing me. No, they're opening them up. They're clicking. Eventually, you're going to have a product and service that aligns with them and that they're actually going to select. So I would say, get your website, get your payment thing set up, get email marketing, period. Because the only thing I like to stress about email marketing, because like, what happened with Instagram shut down? And Facebook and TikTok. Everybody not make business at all. Businesses. Everybody going crazy. That's why I say get you an email list. Get them off of social media. Like you can start on there, but don't stay on there. Email list is where the gold is where the gold is. So that's why I said my tips for new entrepreneurs. Get your website, get your payment plan set up, and get an email marketing. And as a consumer, I can attest companies will annoy you to the point that you are clicking open that email and then you mm-hmm. are buying something. Of annoyed purchase that I'll go to the door and be like, now what is this and why did I buy it? But I was annoyed to the point that I was like, let me just open it. Y'all keep sending me stuff. Let me just open it. And then I was like, oh, that looks good. This is nice, right? Oh, I actually need this. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's how you get them. That's how you get them. That's true. Um, so what would you say the ha- is the hardest thing about marketing? Like just marketing in general for a new entrepreneur, but also what you have seen throughout your business? Um, understanding what the vision and the mission, like people come to you and they got their service, they got their, you know, the product, okay, say she's selling candles. Okay, cool. So she got her candles, she wants to sell candles, you know, she's going to be doing stuff on social media and stuff. I was like, okay, so what's the mission now? Like, what do you want your audience or women or whoever that get this candle what do you want them to receive like what message are you telling them it's not because that's the thing when you learn about um marketing is the, the psychology right and what makes them feel connected to their product or service it's not like they just randomly woke up say oh i want to buy a candle let me go buy no something attached them to them like oh my god this candle is it's gonna free me it's gonna give me money and prosperity give me that candle 
I want that candle. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So people just don't have like a connection and a message with their product or service. They just feel like I just have, I have stuff I want to sell. I want to sell it. Like, no, it has to be a bit more deeper than that. If you really want people to buy your stuff and be return buyers, you know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that's kind of hard for you because they come with their product and the service. They don't know the mission or the message and they expect me to come up with like, this ain't my business. I I didn't create this. <laughs> no, I think that you you said it so perfectly because I do feel like without like even starting a business, you have to know your ending goal. You have to know where you're going because if you don't know where you're going, you're you're just traveling aimlessly. You're just out here in these streets. Um, and so, what is the most challenging? Because I know you have your business. And you are a business owner. And what is the most challenging part or aspect of being a business owner, specifically in marketing? Um, Well, I feel like for any business owner, let me just say, you being everything. And I say everything, I mean everything, okay? You are everything. You are the CEO. You are the social media manager. You are the photographer, you are the content strategist, you know what I'm saying? You're the outreach person, like you are everything. And it can get overwhelming because it's like, dang, how it was all good when I was at my job, nine to five, I was doing my job. I was doing what I was supposed to do. I wasn't doing no extras, but I was doing what I was supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? So now when you get in a job or a business, it's like, no, you have to do everything. You have to be above and beyond. Like you got to be working sleepless nights. Like, ain't nobody going to pay you right now. So don't be looking for no check in the end of the week. Mm, that was a whole slap in the face. Okay. Because like, if you don't work or put energy into your business, you will not see any residuals. You will not see any profits. It's dry. It's crickets. Nobody know about you. You're not out there. You're not saying nothing about your business. Nobody know. And as me as a marketing person, I have to realize too, like, dang, am I a marketing person that don't want to market? Mm. <laughs> Is that me? Is that me, Lord? I literally felt like that. Like, dang, I don't want to be doing all this now over here. Chucking a job and speaking about my business. You know what I'm saying? So that is hard. It's hard. So you just have to find like a balance and a flow for that because you can't do it all at one time. Yes, you can put the energy towards the different areas of your business to make it successful by yourself in the beginning. But it's like trying to do it all at one time. Like, oh, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. Oh, I got my product stuff. Like, it's just too overwhelming. Too overwhelming. That I agree with so wholeheartedly because I like just, ugh, sorry, let me get my thoughts together. But I agree with that <laughs> so wholeheartedly because that's one thing, like when you said that you are everybody, you are every mm-hmm. single person in this business, like your customer service, your everything, which is hard when you said like, you gotta, you can't do everything in a day, but learning how to really time block or like allocate like Okay, Mondays, I'm administrator. That's all I'm doing on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Tuesdays, that's when I'm the CEO. I'm to create content. That's all I'm going to do on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, blah, 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 blah. But it's like being able to learn and understand that. Because like you said, at the end of the day, you don't get a check. If you don't work, you ain't getting a check. It ain't like you're exactly. going to nine to five and like, they're like, whether you do the work or not, to me, I'm with you. I'll give you 30%. Uh-huh. And then... <laughs> I'm going to still get a check in two weeks. So that was a huge gem. And I hope everyone who's listening picked that up, that you, when you started out, you are everything and everybody, but don't give up. Just keep going, keep going, keep going and reach out for help if you need it. Like, even if you got to hire, I don't know if y'all got younger siblings, but like, for instance, my little sister trying to get her on the TikTok train, like, 
our TikTok. Put them on the clock. And that's beneficial too for home-based businesses. I'm learning more about the benefits of having a business because listen, that's the bag right there. Get you a business and get you an LLC and watch how much you can take off your back. Period. Period. We really um, talk offline because I'm about to, because I know you have your business and everything, but if you need some extra systems, boo, we got this. Oh, and I just took this class about like tax write-offs. Boo. We got Listen, you. I, got you. I, I got all you. the knowledge. I need mean, all of it. I need mean, all of it because I was just getting hit to it a little bit. I'm like, ooh, I can write off this. My food too? Oh, Everything. Oh, you can all of that. Your time on here, your, web, your cell phone and all of that because you are marketing yourself and this is your business. So therefore, this is a write-off. Mm, that's how Trump got over, y'all. That's how it happened. This is how that's the Trump happened. But we're going to talk that's about That's how it happened. Um, nope. <laughs> but yeah, that's like how it happened. Like I was learning from this other lady who talked about home-based businesses. She has short hair. What's her name? Lynn. Lynn. Yes, yes, you yes. What I'm talking about? She got my stuff together. I found her on TikTok. And when she, yes. if you got a home-based business and you do not have this corporate <laughs> document, you need to talk to me. So I'm like, hey, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> she will get your shit together. Yeah. She will. I'm like, okay. So she's telling you how to put certain things in place, put in order, put your kids on payroll. I'm like, oh, well, if you look at there. So I'm just learning so much about business and so much like of the benefits of business. Like, yes, up front, it looks like a lot of work, but in the end, it's all work. I feel like it all pays off. Yeah, it'll all culminate to what you started the business for to begin mm-hmm. with. And it, yeah, like you said, it is. A, a lot of work and it's definitely a lot of hats that you have to wear so as long as you've been doing this and all the businesses that you've been able to help as far as getting their marketing up and off the ground what are you most proud of in your marketing career you know like I don't know like I I try to do my best in all of the projects and clients that I have um and bring whatever vision it is they have to life right? Like whatever, like vision they have for their marketing strategy, like, you know, their creativity, I try to add mine to it. And then we kind of co-create something beautiful just for them, for their business. So I would say my most proudest moment, um, I guess, I don't know, my most proudest moment is just putting myself out there, just putting myself out there, because I would not have met so many people. So if I did not put myself out there, we met at a, a networking event and it was actually through a previous client that I had when I had marketed for her conference and um, it went really well. And she was like, even kind of sharing me to other people too. So it's like just me putting myself out there, stepping out on faith, you know, not thinking like I got everything right. I got everything perfect. Just trusting, you know, that this is what I'm supposed to be doing and yeah just enjoying whatever comes up along the way because I'm telling you every client there was something there was something it was no client that was easy breezy uh what is it easy breezy L'Oreal I don't know but it was they wasn't easy like I was learning something about myself every time because I'm servicing them I'm giving them a service I can't be like well you said this and like, no, I have to be professional. I have to come with professional decorum every time to the black lady that was micromanaging, to the white Karen that was talking to me petty in the email. I <laughs> have to become this professional woman of business to present myself properly. 
because if I really took that stuff personal, if I really kind of like, you know, made that stick to me, like, oh, clients get on my nerves, because they do, they annoying, they really are, like, the clients are annoying, I'm not gonna lie, but they just taught me more about myself and how I want to present myself to people. I didn't want people to go around and be like, man, she got a terrible attitude, her customer service sucks, you know what I'm saying? That stuff matters, especially when you have a business. That stuff matters. And I want to say this to my, especially my Black-owned businesses, we got to get better with customer service. We got to. Got to. Okay? We got to treat people right. You know, this ain't your cousin and him. No, these are paying customers. You know? And be getting mad when they follow up like, okay, where's my product? Where's your product? You just put Ma'am, ma'am, I didn't know this attitude. I didn't know this attitude. I'm buying from your business. I'm trying to support you. You know what I'm saying? So I never want to be one of those people to took offense to how people, you know, communicate with me or just kind of talk to me or how I work with people in my business. Um, because I want people to have, I want them to be good word of mouth about my services and what I do. Not like, oh, she had a terrible attitude. And the, the work was cool, but her whole vibe was off. Like, nah. I want to give y'all a total package. And my, the energy or the tone or the voice of my business is like joy in life. So even if I'm sending you a message, you're going to get a yellow heart. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put a smiley face. I'm going to put an exclamation point. That stuff matters because they're feeling your energy through, you know, non-verbal ways. You know what I'm saying? They still need to feel your energy. Even on your website, what's the tone? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you speaking to your people? Is it a loving and friendly way or is it a corporate and, you know, more, you know, upright, blue collar, you know what I'm saying? Like the tone matters. So all of that goes into play when I'm like dealing with customers, dealing with clients, even when they get on my nerves, I have my set tone of how I deal with. So, so yeah, I don't know what the original question was, but I just wanted to get that out there for my black business. I see it a lot. See it a lot. Customer service, need some help. Need some help. So I'm going to say. That was just a, a quick PSA. <laughs> right. Quick service announcement. So I want you to tell us about friendorship. I saw that and I thought that was like so cute. I know I joined it, so I'll be be in there in May. Uh, So, but yes, tell me about that, but also tell me a little bit more. Is this going to be something ongoing or is this something specifically for a certain amount of time? Yes. So, yes, friendorship is like my new passion, baby, y'all my new passion baby so um and it's actually kind of where i my business is evolving that's why i said like when i got my llc it's just social media it's not social media marketing so social media marketing was like a dba or doing business as of social media but the original company is social media and that's more like a self-development type of space where i want to help women you know what i'm saying help them with their goals help them with their mindsets with their spirits and um, all that we were talking about womanhood earlier, like help them with that journey. You know what I'm saying? So that's where friend or that's where social media is kind of like evolving too. So friendorship came when I was, this actually started about a couple years ago. And I was like talking, you know, just kind of sharing to my friends, like what I've been learning about business, what I've been learning about, you know, um, mindsets and self-development. I was like, man, this is like exciting. Like I want to tell more people about it. So my sister, my younger sister and her husband signed up for it. So I'm just like, okay, different. So I literally met with them each week and I would give them, you know, certain like, you know, books to read, um, videos to watch, kind of start opening their mindsets because they are still in St. Louis. Like, so they're still in that environment, but I want to help them. Like I want to pour into them, especially because I'm out now. I want to give back. Like I want to tell my 
people that are still in those, you know, low income communities and, you know, still on, you know, food stamps and all that, that there's more, there's so much more out there for us, you know? So I started this kind of like friendship was kind of like a mentorship, but I'm not like, I'm up here, you're down here. I'm gonna tell you everything you need to do. No, I'm a friend tour. And I want to help you. I want to help you. I want to help you be the best version of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to hold you accountable, but also give you the space to be vulnerable and to tell me like, man, like I have these, these issues or whatever, these mindsets, these blockages, these limits and beliefs that's not getting me to get to those spaces. And so that's why I was like cultivating this energy. And it's funny because I started it with my, bro- with my sister and her husband. My sister stopped, but her husband kept going. So I was just like, okay. Somebody likes it. <laughs> and so from then, I did it with a couple of other friends and just kind of just guiding them through this, like, you know, just kind of mentorship kind of thing where it's like, you know, you got goals you're trying to reach. You probably can't do it by yourself. You need somebody and you need better principles. Like what you're doing is not working. So let me give you some new tools and principles to help kind of put these things into place so you can have better success. So that's where it started. And so then I brought it to the Good Vibe Tribe, which is my online community. And um, I'm doing it in a group setting now. So I'm doing a group setting with women. It's like all about like holistic learning about yourself, learning about who you are, um, we're going to talk about mindset, limiting beliefs, I have activities and exercises and stuff to kind of really break stuff down. Like, I don't want to just give you information for you to sit on it. No, we're going to dismantle some things during these sessions because I want you to be able to see the vision clearly and not having any barriers in front of you feel like you can't get there or you're not worthy enough to get there. So that's why I started the friendship with my baby. I'm so excited. So, so excited. It is an ongoing thing. So it's like each week we're going to like talk about a different pillar. So it's going to be like I am pillar, mindset pillar, manifesting pillar, but also going over your goals, going over like what you accomplished that week. What were you able to do? Okay, cool. Get your praise. But also, okay, you didn't do that. Let's circle back. Let's see how you can actually put some things in place so you can accomplish it. So it's like a learning and growing and community type of vibe. But I don't know. I'm just excited about it because I know it's something that really needed within our community, especially within women, because they need to know about themselves. Like we were talking about earlier about their bodies and their wounds. And that's where the creativity comes from. It starts in your womb. You want to birth something. You want to birth a business. You want to birth a product or service or something that's unique, but you got a lot of cloggage up there. Okay. There's a lot of back up up there. Okay. So I'm going to help you clear that out. We're going to do some detox to bring those creative things out of you. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of detoxing and decluttering, you wear mm-hmm. multiple hats. I'm talking hats on hats on hats on hats on hats. So how do you balance your family, your job, your business, and you? How do you balance it all? Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and remove the word balance and add the word harmony. I'm going to add harmony. have a harmony in my life, right? Because balance is a myth, y'all. It's a myth. Don't let them tell you. You can balance everything. Everything can be balanced because balance to me just looks like like you chopping yourself up evenly and putting yourself in all these different areas of your life. Like, okay, 10% me here, 10% me here, 10% me here, 10% me doing the mother, 10% me being a wife, 10% me. Like, and who gets the short end of the stick of that? We do, me, 
me, I get a story in the stick. I probably get 1% of myself. And so learning more about harmony instead of balance made me feel better because I was trying to do the whole balance thing. I was trying to, okay, got the work-life balance, you know, got relationship balance, but like I still felt depleted myself. I still feel like my cup wasn't filling up. And so honestly, in order to have balance or harmony in those other areas, you have to have self-prioritization. Prioritize the self, okay? Prioritize you. So when you take care of you, you can take care of everybody else. When you take care of you, you full, you're running over, and then people can get your extra that comes out. You're not serving from an empty or half full cup. Your cup is full. You know what I'm saying? So that's how you get harmony in certain areas. So it's not like, oh, I'm just so tired. My work today. No, I was I I got good rest last night. Me and my husband are good. We're on good terms. I can wake up early. I do my meditations. I do all of that. And I'm ready to give my full self to this day. Full self. My mental capacity. My body, my energy is high. You know what I'm saying? My spirit is full of wisdom and knowledge that can connect better to people. You know what I'm saying? But you won't get that if you don't spend that time with yourself. You won't get it at all. So you got to start with self. Sorry, I love that our brains operate on the same kind of wavelength. Because my next question was, okay, how do you define that self-prioritization? Woo! Shout out to you with the big word. Uh, and what does that look like for you? So for me, I created a livid plan for myself. And what that is, I know y'all listen like a livid plan with that. So y'all all know what a diet is, don't y'all? A diet. But what, why in a diet is say die? I don't want to die. I want to live. So I changed it. It's a living plan. It's a plan for me to live a whole and full life. <laughs> I stumped the K on that one. <laughs> She's looking like, what you mean? Like, yeah, it's a livid plan. It's a plan to live like a whole full life. And so in that livid plan, it's four areas that you have to like put energy in. That's spiritual, that's mental, that's physical, but also your relationship. Corey, I'm going to stop you right here mm -hmm. because I feel in my spirit that this is in your friendship plan. So it don't is. get don't give the people oh, okay, everything. Okay, okay, don't, okay. Don't give them everything. You can you just just tap it because you know tap we, we got to get the people to your stuff. So just yeah. tap it, but don't go all the way in. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm glad you saved me because I was about to go deep. I was about to go deep. But those basically just the four areas. Like without getting too much information, if you take care of your mental, if you take care of your spiritual being, you take care of your physical being, and you put energy towards your relationships, that makes a whole you like a whole you so for me for what I like to do of course like I take care of my body I try not to eat any meat I won't say I don't I try not to eat no meat <laughs> uh but uh you know just drinking um more water putting more fluids because like you, you want your body to feel good once your body feels good it's easy for you to flow into the other spaces of your life so I start by taking care of my temple mentally I do meditate. I pray. Um, I listen to good vibe music. I don't know if y'all listen to other music, but listen, listen, listen. The music, the music. I'll share my um, playlist with y'all after this. It's called um, Rising Vibe. So music playlist, okay? And I love it because it's like it's like affirmations on there. It's just music to make you feel good. Like you put that on in the morning, like you can take over. 
period. Put that on in the morning and you super want it. Okay. So I do that for my mental, for my spirit. And I like to dance. I love to dance. I love to just move my body and just let it do what it do. I actually started getting back into dance classes. So dabbling into that. Right. And so this is all for me, all for self. This is all things that I like to do to make me feel good, you know? And so that's where it starts. So like now when I get up early morning, I sometimes I get up early in the morning and work out and I'm like full now. I'm full. I'm charged. So I don't have an attitude towards my husband. I ain't getting snappy with my kids all the time. I'm not snapping on Becky who's sending me stupid emails all day. I'm vibing. I'm flowing through the day. I'm flowing. I'm flowing. And I tell you, they try you. Don't don't think they don't try you. Okay, they will still try you, even with your highest of highest of vibes. Okay, they will still try you. But you know what I tell them? Don't come for me unless I send for you. Period. Period. Did I send for you? Have a seat, man. Yes. <laughs> and I know if our listeners are anything like me, they hear about the live it plan and they're in love and everything else. But, you know, we get to the real, real here. Is it hard for you to stay on your livid plan? And what is one non-negotiable thing that you do for yourself every single day? Uh, um, The livid plan is a little, well, at first it was difficult, but it's, it's almost like fast. And it's like, you're trying to get your body conditioned to do these things every day. And when you're not used to waking up early, if you're not used to being active, if you're not used to like drinking and eating certain things for your body for health wise, then sometimes you don't see the benefits right away. So it's like, why do I even, why should I even do this? But so it is difficult because it is like a fast when you start off. But once you get that thing going and it's working for you, you can see your energy starts to change. People will see your energy starts to change. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it is a little difficult at, at in the beginning, but it's like once you get into a flow of it, you start feeling your your energy, you start feeling how you feel and your attitude. It's like, you're going to want to continue to do it. You're going to want to. And the one, oh yeah, the non-negotiable. The non-negotiable. Non-negotiable that I have. Ooh, the one non-negotiable that I have that I have to do every day. And I'm especially like getting more into my own like self-healing and stuff. I have to go outside and touch the ground. Have to. Have to. My feet need to feel the earth. So just, just that Come simple on. thing. Just that. Like, I ain't got to do this full-fledged workout beyond this. But no, but once my feet, because y'all know what it's called, right? It's called grounding. So, yes, come on, grounding. Yes, grounding. So when you put your feet on the earth, on the ground, on that dirt or grass or whatever, it actually starts to, like, electrify cells within your body. It, like, starts healing your body. And when I started learning about this, it actually, this lady had told me randomly, this black lady told me randomly years ago, I was at a park and she was telling me about, and I was pregnant at the time too, my my son. And she was like, um, you should ground. Are you familiar with grounding? I was like, um, no, mom's standing on the ground. What do you mean? She was like, <laughs> she was like, no, no, take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. I was like, okay. I took my shoes off. And I'm just touching the grass. She was like, yes, feel that. Feel that. Random lady, by the way. Random. She's like, feel that. You feel that? I'm like, feel like grass? Yes. Uh-huh. Grass. She was like, no, no, no. Like, this is like, healing for your body you are connecting back to mother earth and she's healing anything that you have in you that's not well you're well in every cell she kept saying that you're well in every cell and I'm like yes I am so that opened my eyes to it and I started doing my research about it and I thought oh she this is for real like oh she was she was talking real stuff scientific stuff okay so from then 
I always ground, like just go outside somewhere, give me some grass, get on a tree. Just like I just want to be connected closer to Mother Earth. So I got to do that every day. You're going to have a whole lot of people with their feet on the dirt now. I love it. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> it's going to heal you, all right, from the inside out. It's so easy. Why not? Why not? It's free. <laughs> it's, hello. Hello. It is free. We all love the free ski. Okay. Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. So yeah. Okay. Now, as a bad mother, shut your mouth, female CEO, with the littles watching you and everything. What is one thing or a plethora of things? This is your show. <laughs> you hope they listen to as they are watching you. Well, you hope they learn as they're watching you. Um. Okay. So I have a daughter. She's nine. I have a son. He's four. And I want them to learn um, from me how to question the system, how to question the system. Like, don't just take what they give. Be your own researcher and explorer and dive into it yourself. My daughter, she's curious as a mug, okay? And because she's learning that about me, I feel like I've always had that in my spirit or whatever. She's starting to be that way. So now she feels the openness and, you know, the ability to just come and ask us certain questions like, what is 69? Excuse me? Who told you that? Who? It is a number, ma'am. And I could have just said that if she didn't already look it up on Google. Ma'am, the images, that's that. Oh, help me. Shout out to free, curious Black children. That is all. Yes, that is all. Be curious. That is going to be next time. <laughs> <laughs> so our final question before we transition to our next segment is one of my favorite questions ever. It is, what do you want to be remembered for? Or like, what do you want your legacy to be? Mm, learning more of that as I'm going through my current like kind of journey. What do I want to be remembered for? It is not money. It's not material things is to be a carrier of life. And I mean by that, it's like all these things, like we're talking about right now, that we weren't taught, you know, how to be a woman, you know what I'm saying? How to uh, embrace your sexuality, your sensuality. Also that you can be a believer in God and still have other open faith in God's leading you through your ancestors and through um, other spiritual guides that are here. Um, and to that you can give love of all things, give love to people. So that's what I mean to be like a carrier of light. I want to carry the light down to my kids. And also um, a wealthy mindset. Let's go there too. A wealthy mindset. We're no longer carrying this lack in our generation. Like the, the, the curse of lack is just ringing around our people, you know, in finances, in in just all areas of your life, just lack. Like, well, they got it, I can't get it. No, that's that's the mindset of lack, right? So I'm trying to build up like holy temples where they're like, you know, you have a storage of wisdom and wealth. You know, you can do anything that you want to do. Like God created for us to be creators. How are we not going to be like our creator? Okay, He created us to create. So create. And, um, you know, just have that space that you can really just un uncover 
who you are and who God is. So my legacy is definitely to be um, light holders and have other light holders um, come after me. I absolutely love that. And I think that's so beautiful. And I cannot wait to see, I can't wait to see you in a year. Like I honestly cannot wait to see where you are in December. Like, especially I know you're coming to Houston and coming out here, but I just cannot wait to see your progress in December and everything. And I'm just like, so elated. Woo, you have dropped so many just. <laughs> I didn't know we gonna go in like this, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's interesting because that was honestly you were so open and so what is it called? Like um you were into that feminine energy that you just mm-hmm. allowed it to pour out. But also apparently God was using you as a vessel to just speak, 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 speak. Because when I'm being honest, but when you started talking, we literally I had to text the girls and was like, I'm going off script because I, I I don't know. I'm just following her right now. <laughs> There's no way. Like even the question so like when I say this was nothing but you shining your true light like you actually showing everyone who not just follows you but who's going to be in the friendship who is mm-hmm. about to be your sponsors be your ads be in your business all those connections you are showing them your genuine self and that's beautiful like to be authentic and walk in your authenticity did I say that right yes, yes. Oh. okay thank you um thank you girl I, I have it. yeah but to be to do that is not that's the that's abnormal right now we have so many people that are trying to copy paste copy paste copy paste and it's not working because it's not working because you can't walk in something that's not for you yes yes only you can be you and do you like you yes period drop the mic we're done have a good day everyone (laughs) (laughs) we're not done we're almost done. <laughs> now I was just going to say, you truly are a magnet. Like mm-hmm. your whole personality, your aura, your spirit, it is truly magnetic. And it's beautiful to be in the presence of. Thank you. Thank you. I received that. And I appreciate y'all so much. Because I wasn't sure, you know, like you're not sure, especially with the different beliefs and stuff like that. People may look at you kind of crazy, but I was just like, you know what, God, I'm going to just let you use me. I'm speaking my truth. And I already wrote in my journal that I'm no longer minimizing myself. I'm no longer minimizing my shine. I'm no longer, you know what I'm saying? Like dimming my light so that I can fit in with others. Like, no, that face over. That face is over. So this is me. This is all me. This is what you're going to get every time. Love that. And I'm going to transition us into Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting because you said you're no longer dimming your light. And the lady we're talking about today is amazing too. Her name is Courtney Mason and she is amazing. I know her personally, but also like everything that she's doing in her company is amazing. She excelled in working in a challenging environment and is committed to executing a hands-on management style to ensure optimal operations and outcomes. She recently accepted a position, y'all get this, as the first Black person to become a regional director for claim accounts executives at Travelers. First Black, not just female or male, just first Black person. Wow, 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 wow. Amazing is that. And she's in her 30s. Like, she's my older sister age. I think she's like 34, 35, 36. Oh, young. Freaking young to have this high title and to be the first. Get this. So when everything was going on with um, like Black Lives Matter, all the uh, protests and everything like that. I actually personally reached out to her and was like, hey, I need help. I know you do a lot of diversity and inclusion training. Can you help me? 
she was like, girl, yeah. And like, that's great because she is actively passionate about that. Like she is fostering and passionate about uh, fostering a work environment that is diverse, but also inclusive. Her mission is to create a workplace that is for every single person to feel included, to feel appreciated, to feel valued, to feel supported, but most of all, to bring them, to bring their authentic, beautiful selves to work and excel in that way. So ladies, I know that was a lot, but what do y'all think about Miss Courtney Mason? She's a trailblazer, honestly, trailblazer. She is creating the path for those to come, you know, after her. And that's a big charge to do, to be the first Black person, woman, but person, period. You know what I'm saying? And for her to be there, they must have saw something in her, truly, to be able to take that position and know that she's going to do right by it. You know what I'm saying? She's going to do what's necessary to change that culture so people can feel included, to feel seen. And we need one of us to do that. Okay? So, yes. All hats off to her, all praises. I love it. I love it and support it. And not only that, like she she has an energy similar to you. Like she just has this light with her. Like if you ever meet her, she she doesn't meet a stranger. She's like this most the most kind-hearted human being. She will give you. If you are hungry, she will ask you what you need to eat. Let's go get something to eat. She's not that type of person that's like, oh, I'm the first, whatever. And like mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But even then she uh, said this quote, she said, being the first is great, but not being the last is greater. Do you under, so I am trying to really hone like this energy, but it like for her to say those words, I'm just thinking of me. I've never worked in this company, but to see her being the first, but understanding that she's like, Oh, I'm not the last we're bringing them in. It's now a time of change. Like we're not going back to where we only see colonizers at the top. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. a that's that's a no right now because you yeah. can't move forward. You can't even get to to me a creative or an amazing company without having that diversity, but also having inclusion when they are at the top that they feel included. And they're not just sitting at the table. Hell, they're building the table for you. So mm. yeah, okay, sorry. Sunny day. Okay. okay. Go in then. Just a Black woman who is dismantling the hierarchy and the partition between leadership and the, for lack of a better word, subordinates and creating a diverse, inclusive environment. She needs to be protected at all costs because people ain't going to like that. At all costs. And it's really important because like I'm in a position now where I'm looking for another opportunity as far as what I want to do career-wise. And that's one of the things that's important to me. That's one of the things that I'm asking in these interviews or in these conversations that I'm having is essentially about diversity and inclusion. What does that look like? How did y'all respond with summer 2020? What did that look like for you guys? You know what I mean? Because being able to get a glimpse of that helps me to understand what type of environment I would be putting myself in when it comes to spending eight hours a day 
40 plus hours a week with such and such people, that's important. So to have someone who understands the importance of that, number one, looks like the people that have had issues with that in the past to be able to actually put some actionable change into, you know, into reality. Like that's incredibly important and I'm incredibly proud of her. That's awesome. So, yes. So kudos to Courtney Mason. Woo, woo, woo. Go girl. And you, you know, bye, bye, bye. kudos to the high school too, boo. But with that, we got to pay bills right quick. So we're from our sponsor. We are Sure Refinement. And what we do is we help women move through their trauma and learn how to develop the self-love, self-worth, and self-belief within themselves. We can be found online at www.surerefinement.com, or you can shoot us a quick email at kb at surerefinement.com, or you can find us on Instagram at surerefinement underscore. Okay, so we end every single episode with an affirmation. And um, audience, we have the beautiful pleasure of having Tori in this episode with an affirmation. So I'm going to let her go ahead and take it away. All righty. All right. Like I write affirmations a lot, like when I'm scripting, when I'm journaling. Um, I know y'all know how important affirmations are. But I think it's important to also put your intentions in those affirmations so that you know that you're aligning what you really want and desire. You know, because sometimes you can say, I am a millionaire, but you don't, you're not connected to that. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not aligning to that because that's not who you physically are at this present moment. So I like to like put my intentions with the affirmation so it's more real to me. So um, I am a creative and powerful, sacred woman that life flows through me to others to create beautiful and magnificent things. I'll say it again. I am a creative and powerful woman that creates beautiful and magnificent things through me and to others. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. And that came off the dome. I'm just like over here writing as fast as I can. Like, yes. So when you said, I'll say it again. I was like, oh, she knew what I was doing. So thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Um, but before we head out, um, can you tell everyone where to find you? All your social media handles, your website, everything. Yes. So if you are looking to sign up for the friend tourship, um, um, it's in my IG, which is Soulful Media Inc. Inc. Um, on Instagram, and it's, the link is in the bio. Um, you also can join the Good Vibe Tribe on Facebook. It's a private Facebook group of women that are aspiring entrepreneurs, um, learning more about themselves, want to build legacies, and have a community to do it. You can join that group on Facebook. Or if you want marketing help and you need marketing for your business, you can go to soulformediamarketing.com and then sign up for a visioneering plan. Okay. I love it. Love it. Love it. So audience, thank you so much for tuning into this amazing gym dropping. Amazing. Like got, you got your whole entire life episode with Miss Tori. <laughs> um, you can find this on all social media, Spotify, Amazon, Apple podcast, Google podcast, but also you can follow us at where's my blueprint Check out our blog. Also at that, where's my blueprint And with that, we are over and out. Bye. Bye. Thank y'all for having me. Peace out.